Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to your week-ending edition of The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Friday the 25th of March. Today, the big achievement awaiting Big Bud at the SCG tonight, Rafter reveals inside knowledge of Ash Barty's retirement, and a silver lining to a disappointing departure from Super Netball. But first... Mr. Ricky Martin and his wondrous World Cup anthem. Well, enjoy it, football fans, because that's about as close as Australia are going to get to it this year. Lovely movement by the Japanese. On squared up, the goal is in! Japan have struck surely the crucial blow! Look, I'm exaggerating just a touch. The Socceroos can still qualify for the World Cup in Qatar later this year. It's just that last night's 2-0 loss to Japan in Sydney makes the road to get to the cup much more difficult. Down that left-hand side. Oh, it's brilliant. It's two. It's all over in Sydney. It's that man Mitoma again. What an impact off the bench. Japan are headed to the World Cup finals. The Socceroos went without their chances last night, but the loss to the Blue Samurais means the highest that they can finish is third in their group ultimately missing out on one of the two automatic qualification spots. Instead, Australia now have to travel down the intercontinental knockout path. And what that means is that after our final group game against Saudi Arabia, which is basically meaningless now, we'll then have to face off against the United Arab Emirates. And if we get past them, then we have to tackle a non-automatic qualifier from South America, which could be any one of five possible countries at the moment. But the reality is, Pretty much everyone from that continent can play the game. So we're going to be up against it. Shut up, Ricky. Lockett, Coventry, Dunstall, Wade, Ablett, Franklin. Buddy, now what does he do? He might go all the way. He gives it a ride. It's a chance. It'll be a goal. You beauty, buddy. You beauty. Tonight, Lance Buddy Franklin will seek to become just the sixth player in the history of the AFL to kick 1,000 goals when his Sydney Swans take on the Geelong Cats at the SCG. So, what does Big Bud have to do to join the club? Tell me specifically what I need to do. Okay, so Buddy averages three and a half goals a game when he plays at the SCG, but he only averages two and a half goals a game against the Cats. Problem is, he currently has 996 goals, so he needs to kick four, which means... Bud's going to need to have an above-average game to join the 1,000 club in front of his home fans. But if he does crack the mark, Swan CEO Tom Harley explained that the necessary precautions will be in place. Look, all of the the appropriate security measures will be put in place and and Lance's uh, safety, should it happen, is is obviously paramount and obviously all the other players on the park. But um, things from where the goal or the potential goal is kicked, um, security for the ball... Uh, all of those things, are uh, there's no stone unturned uh, when it comes to uh, preparing for this. But, uh, yeah, the SCG and the AFL taking control of all of that. And if the AFL thinks the threatened fine of $5,500 for anyone who runs onto the field to celebrate the milestone is actually going to stop any would-be revellers, think again. I just knew that for me that the time was right. I'd given absolutely everything that I could to this sport um, and I knew that it wouldn't be fair to my team and the people that have invested so much time and energy into my life to not be 100% committed for them. Um, so it's been, a, it's been a hell of a journey. Uh, I wouldn't change a thing uh, and I certainly have no regrets. Yeah, if you've woken up today thinking, wait, did Ash Barty really retire the other day? Yes, she did. And she spoke to the media yesterday, expanding on her decision to walk away from the game, aged just 25 and as the current world number one. 
but former Aussie men's world number one and all-round nice guy Pat Rafter spoke to ABC News Breakfast yesterday and revealed that while the news might have shocked the rest of us, Ash had tipped him off about her retirement plans ages ago. Well, exactly at the Aussie Open uh, last year, she lost in the semi-finals and she had a really good opportunity to get through and win it the year before. And she was going off to Wimbledon later on. And she was just talking about, you know, I, I only want one goal set in my mind and that's to win Wimbledon. And once I've done that, I'm done. And I'm going, what are you talking about, Ash? You know, you got, you're young, you've got so many more years left. But it was sort of things she had in the back of her mind that she was just going to win Wimbledon because that meant so much to her um, and then lay the rackets down. So for her to play the Aussie Open this year and to win that, uh, I was surprised that she was going to play because I thought she was going to stop. She's a stubborn girl <laughs> and that's what made her so good as well. Bloody Pat knew this whole time. But as a man who spent so many years touring, he also knows exactly the sort of tour experience that Ash has had enough of. Mentally, that takes a big toll. Hotel rooms get boring. And, and room service and, and airplanes and airports. So I think it, it does take a bit more of a toll and especially more on someone like Ash as well. It's hard to stay angry at Pat. This weekend, the netball is back. It's about damn time. But the Suncorp Super Netball League will return without Queensland Firebird star shooter Romelda Aitken-George, who has been forced to withdraw from the season after struggling with morning sickness ahead of the birth of her first child. Aiken was hopeful of at least beginning the season to tick off her 200-game milestone, but her stepping away does come with a silver lining, and I'll let Kim Revalian explain. Yeah, obviously there's been a lot of talk about who's going to be replacing Ramelda. Um, Ramelda's been training really well and still kind of putting her hand up, but obviously we've got Danelle Wallam, who's made an amazing... Um, everyone saw her at Team Girls Cup and saw the way that she performed, and... She's really putting her hand up for that 10th position. Danelle Wellam, a 28-year-old rookie from Western Australia who only took up the sport of netball socially a few years ago, has just landed her first full-time deal in Super Netball, becoming just the second Indigenous player in the league in the process. Now that's impressive! Good luck for the season, Danelle. It's great to have the netball back. And that is your fast, fun hit of sport. Now, get out of here and enjoy your weekend. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you Monday on the scorecard. Listener.